Welcome to the Checkmates Go podcast. Join your favorite Checkpoint expert, Phone Boy, and his guests as they cover a range of cybersecurity topics to help you secure your everything. Be sure to subscribe and share, and don't forget to rate and review us. And now, here's Phone Boy. And welcome to Season 4, Episode 10. It is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and several articles on CyberTalk actually talk about, well, passwords and phishing and, uh, well, and ways to protect your credentials and maybe uh, a way to get rid of uh, passwords altogether. So uh, enjoy. 20 Password Management Best Practices. Hackers harvest, weaponize, and sell both corporate and personal passwords in order to obtain financial reward, damage a reputation, steal intellectual property, or for other illegal undertakings. According to cybersecurity researchers, 80% of hacks involve the theft or reuse of employee passwords. This is in no small part due to the lack of employee education and corporate negligence. Within your organization, advocate for a concerted company-wide effort around password security and password protection. Here's how. Share the following password best practices with your colleagues. The list starts with password fundamentals that most people are acquainted with and gradually transition into more sophisticated password security best practices. One, passwords should be 8 to 12 characters long. Use a mix of letters, numbers, and symbols. Vary with uppercase and lowercase letters. Now, I would also say that you, you should uh, make the passwords uh, even longer, as long as, you, uh, as, as long as they will allow. Uh, 12 is, in my opinion, not enough. Um, Avoid recycling the same password across multiple accounts. And after 90 days, rotate passwords. Test the strength of your password with an online strength testing tool. Consider a password manager. Password managers function as digital books of passwords, locked by a master key. If a cloud-based password manager sounds eerie, consider using a local password storage program on your computer. Prioritize longer passwords. The longer the password, the stronger the password. Which is stronger? And you know, and I'll put the links in the show notes. But yeah, it, and it is a trick question because yeah, the uh, you know the first password might be stronger because it's a uh, or the, yeah they, they repeat a lot of characters and yeah that's pretty easy to guess or something with a lot of random characters right so um, but length is actually you know length and complexity are what actually uh, make a password so you know avoid using real words within passwords as hackers can deploy dictionary attacks which systematically throw every word in the dictionary against an account's login portal complicate your answers to password security questions avoid using the name of your spouse children or relatives or pets as these answers can often be found on your social media profile or elsewhere online check to see whether or not your passwords have been previously stolen uh, you can use Mozilla's Firefox Monitor and Google Passwords Checkup Tool to determine which of your email addresses and passwords have been compromised in a data breach. Have I Been Owned is another good password checker option. Secure your phone with a strong password, fingerprint, or facial recognition software. And password security best practices for IT teams. Limit incorrect login attempts to five or fewer. Allow passwords to be 64 characters long or longer rather than limiting the length to 10 or less characters. Apply password encryption. Password encryption offers additional protection. Implement multi-factor authentication. Multi-factor or two-factor authentication prevents hackers from accessing your portals or network after cracking simple passwords. Deploy privileged access management software for employees with access to sensitive data. Ensure that your organization uses up-to-date anti-malware and vulnerability management solutions. Adopt the practice of changing corporate account passwords after an employee leaves the enterprise. Avoid accessing accounts as root or administrator. Use your own login and switch, you know, user as or su do or run as in order to execute administration commands. Consider disabling root login entirely. 
Establish password audits. Track your employees' compliance with the organization's password security policy. An audit will monitor password modifications in order to ensure compliance. It will also highlight and correct weak access points. Send employees best practice reminders. Employees usually have good intentions but may forget to update passwords or to otherwise comply with an organization's password policy. Send employees email notifications reminding them of policies, best practices, and the need to rotate passwords ahead of their expiration. The stakes are high and the security risks are genuine. With a compromised password, a hacker could instantly halt your business productivity, sink profits, crash your stock price, and engender real-world harm. Applying password security best practices is as much a choice as locking the doors at night. Keep your people, processes, technologies, partners, clients, and IP secure by ensuring that everyone puts password security best practices into action. Operationalizing behavior change can be tough for employees and IT teams alike, but the rewards are worth it and portend to a bright future. 10 Signs of Phishing for Anyone Who Champions Security While the name sounds lighthearted, phishing is a serious attempt to steal information, password, account credentials, social security numbers, financial details, and more. Phishing scams rely on emails, text messages, or phone calls to coerce people into divulging sensitive details about a business or about themselves. Phishing attacks use psychological tricks, preying upon human nature. People naturally want to obey workplace superiors and to exude a sense of generosity, warmth, and kindness. Fishers leverage these instinctive behaviors for criminal gain. Roughly 90% of all cyber attacks start with phishing email. 30% of phishing emails are opened, and more than 40% of employees report accidentally clicking on potentially malicious content. Share information about these 10 signs of phishing with your colleagues and peers during Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Whether you're well-versed in phishing campaign styles or worrying about how to keep track of everything to monitor for, these phishing red flags can help you protect your networks, your customers, and your career. Sense of urgency or threatening language. Fishers use emotionally manipulative tactics in order to persuade people to click. For example, a fisher might send a text message saying, this is a notice from law enforcement in your city. Your immediate response is necessary. The enclosed link may deliver malware or direct individuals to a phishing site. Number two, unfamiliar sender or recipients. Experts generally advise people to avoid opening emails from unknown senders. These messages can contain executable code designed to launch immediately upon clicking on an embedded link or an attachment. After deleting emails from unknown senders, they no longer remain a threat. It is also worth noting that hackers can spoof a sender's address. In other words, hackers can make malicious emails appear as though they come from someone who a receiver knows. If unsure about the authenticity of an email, contact the alleged sender through an alternate channel to confirm. Number three. Spelling and grammatical errors. Phishing messages used to commonly contain poor spelling and grammatical errors. Hackers are growing increasingly sophisticated and are less prone to these types of slip-ups than in years past. However, you might still be able to identify a phishing attempt based on clumsy language use. One major complication within this identification technique is that it assumes everyone is a native speaker of the language in which they are receiving emails. In diverse cosmopolitan metropolises, for example, many employees may not be able to recognize subtle linguistic inaccuracies. Number four, request for payment or personal details. Any request for money or personal details are phishing red flags. In many instances, the emails tell a compelling story. They include fake invoices, request a payment, say you're eligible for a government refund, ask people to verify information, tell people that a coupon for a big ticket item is available, and so on. They can even appear to come from well-known businesses that do indeed regularly request payment updates or that may occasionally experience issues processing your payment. 
Number five, enabling macros. On some occasions, Word documents contain content that can only be viewed by enabling macros. In instances when this is the case, Microsoft Word prompts users to click on a yellow button that says enable content. Cybercriminals can hide the trigger that activates and operates malicious software within this action. Messages that prompt users to enable macros represent clear phishing red flags. Recipients of emails that require the enablement of macros should contact the sender directly to verify the reason for macro enablement. Number six, too good to be true. Winning the lottery is an unlikely prospect, and winning a lottery that you didn't enter is an impossible feat. Similarly, an email containing information about a prize or award notification may also be a phishing email. Avoid clicking on links in order to claim a prize. If you might have actually won a prize, contact the sender through a secondary channel to confirm. Number seven, blurry or clumsy design work. Some cyber criminals create clones of legitimate logos that appear exact, but others really need to hire a graphic designer. When trying to spot a phishing email, look for weird logos, image-only emails, and poor design formatting. If unsure about the legitimacy of a sender, reach out to the group via a different channel. Hi, it's Alex in sales, number eight. An email from someone who is purportedly new within the organization or that claims to be from common first name in the sales division might actually be from a cyber adversary looking to use social engineering techniques. The age of remote work makes it particularly challenging to parse apart legitimate emails of these types from malicious doppelgangers. This is especially true in large organizations with thousands of employees. Individuals who receive these types of emails can always request information about who the sender supervisor is and loop others into the conversation as needed. Number nine. The fake LinkedIn profile. Although an unsolicited email may contain a tidy-looking sign-off and signature, the sender may still not be legitimate. If wondering about the number of hackers who would bother creating a fake LinkedIn profile to include at the close of an email, the answer is many more than you might think. If examining a LinkedIn profile, items such as a missing photo, limited company information, and or few connections are all red flags, the absence of information or people associated with an individual suggests a phishing attempt. Number 10, email seems off. Humans recognize and relate to one another through consistent linguistic patterns. If you receive an email from a colleague that sounds nowhere near their typical email tone, use a non-email channel to confirm the validity of the email within with the sender. A few simple precautionary measures could prevent your organization from experiencing a major breach. As noted throughout this piece, if you spot phishing red flags, verify the email with the sender via a non-email channel. Individuals can also report phishing emails to IT departments or cybersecurity teams. And of course, deploy anti-phishing technologies that can isolate threats and prevent incidents. Phishing red flags appear in numerous different forms, and the best of employees can accidentally fall for a scam. Incidents can cost organizations millions of dollars in damage, repair, and losses. Share these phishing red flags with your colleagues and peers, and be sure to implement the technological solutions that will assist your organization in reducing phishing risks. Five additional steps to mitigate credential exposure risks. Credential exposure is a growing and glaring concern. As many as 60% of breaches involve compromised credentials and more than 24 billion usernames and passwords are currently available for sale on the dark web. Leaked credentials are cheap and sell for pennies on the dollar. Hackers steal and buy credentials to launch account takeover attacks, network infiltration, ransomware attacks, espionage campaigns, and to conduct other malicious activities. Make sure that your organization's credentials aren't available to cyber criminals who seek corporate access. Leverage the following five steps to mitigate credential exposure risk. Number one, gather leaked credential data. In order to start addressing the issue of leaked credentials, security teams need to gather data about organizational credentials that are already on the dark web and open web. 
Teams need to see which credentials hackers currently have access to. This exercise offers insight into an organization's risks and can also shed light on whose credentials need to be updated. Number two, analyze the data. After gathering leaked credential data, security teams should work to identify the credentials that hackers are likely to use in security compromises. Security teams should look for instances where an attack might take a username and password combination, either clear clear text or hashed, and then try to apply them to systems or services. Now, check to see if the credentials give access to the organization's externally exposed assets, including web services and databases. Attempt to crack captured password hashes. Validate matches between leaked credential data and an organization's identity management tools, such as Active Directory. Manipulate the raw data to explore similar means of compromise. In other words, users often rely on password patterns. Every 90 days, a user might add a new letter and number to a password in a methodical way rather than generating and applying a random password. Your team should test variations on found credentials and look for additional password account matches. Number three, mitigate credential exposure. After identifying exposures and validating leaked credentials, security teams can take action to mitigate the risk of an attacker pursuing an identical process. For example, security teams could erase inactive leaked accounts in Active Directory or initiate password changes for active users. Number four, reevaluate security processes. After completing direct mitigation tactics, security teams can explore whether or not their current password management processes are safe and can implement improvements or upgrades where necessary. For example, if teams find a large number of leaked credentials, they may want to change the entire password policy across the organization. Number five, repeat automatically. Cyber attackers develop and adopt new techniques faster than you might imagine. The avenues of attack evolve new points of access are added, new identities are added and removed on a regular basis. In turn, a single one-time effort to identify, validate, and mitigate credential exposure is helpful, but inadequate. To achieve sustainable security within a highly dynamic threat landscape, organizations need to continually run through this credential exposure management process. You can also mitigate the risk of credential exposure by setting up password expiration policies, requiring multi-factor authentication, implementing SSO, and adding other controls that can help monitor account access. This is how we will replace passwords in the near future. Big Tech intends to do away with traditional password, instead making passkeys the hot new password replacement standard. Passkeys have received support from Google, Apple, Microsoft, and the Fido Alliance. They're going to be everywhere and soon. Google is currently launching passkey betas on Chrome and Android, and iOS picked up the standard in version 16. How did we get here? Those in favor of passkeys contend that traditional passwords are insecure. Passwords were originally designed as easy-to-recall secrets that humans could quickly type into a text box. As the number of apps and accounts that required logins massively expanded, password managers sprung up, making it a cinch to save and utilize passwords. Since then, people have been encouraged to use random password generators or wild strings of characters and passwords. These impossible-to-remember passwords cannot be used across portals, making password managers all the more critical. But password manager reliance isn't always a picnic, and it looks like the password manager revolution might be coming to an end. Passkeys trade web auth and cryptographic keys directly with a website. There's no need for a person to instruct a password manager to generate, store, and recall a long string of numbers and letters. Rather, that will occur automatically. Passkeys use Bluetooth instead of Wi-Fi and rely on phones, pins, and biometric data in order to unlock accounts. 
According to Google, passkey efforts have reached a major milestone. If you sign up for the Play Services beta, it's now possible to create and use passkeys on Android devices. In addition, Chrome Canary also now supports passkeys for websites. Stable implementation for Chrome and Android will emerge later this year. Google has also revealed several details about how this will work. Google's solution has passkeys stored in the Google Password Manager. A pop-up on your phone will ask the user to select an account and then authenticate with some type of biometric. Think a fingerprint unlock, as iOS systems have. Then the phone will communicate with the client over Bluetooth, and the browser will unlock the passkey, sending it to the designated website. The downside of passkeys, while nearly every login system in the world supports showing text box-based logins, passkey support will need to be added to login portals, password manager, websites, and so on. The transition will take a little while. Passkeys are considered easier to use than passwords and significantly more secure. As noted earlier, a passkey is a cryptographic entity that is not visible to the user and is used in place of a password. A passkey consists of a key pair. In other words, a passkey is safer than a standard password and profoundly improves security. In some ways, passkeys are similar to two-factor authentication. Passkeys are a universal technology, and once the technology is ready to go, it should work across platforms, portals, and browsers. As noted previously, Google, Apple, and Microsoft have confirmed that they will start to facilitate this type of login in the near future. No date has been set in stone just yet. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Checkmates Go. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and review, and share with your colleagues on social media. And we'll see you next time.